1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First Listen. listen.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this Thursday edition, we've got the very latest in the solution to the NFL's gambling problem. Seems pretty obvious to me. We're also going to talk about what really went down between Daniel Jones and the Giants when it came to the negotiation. Plus, Albert Breer is going to tell us about the latest when it comes to Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and is there potential that Bill Belichick could be on the hot seat? Plus, we're going to have the usual shenanigans it's all yours coming up next here two pros and a cup of joe on a thursday fox sports radio now
0: let's get this party started. you're listening to fox sports radio
3: It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. He's Lavar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. No Brady Quinn. Yes, he's still on the show. We'll get that out of the way early on, but you can hang out with us today, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So uh, we're going to be connecting with uh, LaVar Arrington in just a moment here, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, nothing we can't handle here on a Thursday. Listen, this is the way this show operates, you know, you throw a, you throw a bunch of explosives at us. We bob and weave until we figure this whole thing out. So we will be connected with Lamar Arrington uh, coming up here in just a moment from now. But here's the story in the NFL that continues to pop up and the story in the NFL that continues to pop up over the past several weeks. And it feels like there's just an obvious solution to all this. And I mentioned this on the show before, and we've talked about it, but there's this gambling issue And the NFL thinking, well, we got all these players suspensions handled. We got everything dialed in and we've got everything locked up. And don't worry about it. We're going to get ready for the season. We got training camps coming up around the corner. They're going to make an announcement on hard knocks at some point soon, even though Mark Murphy pretty much spilled the beans over the weekend on the Packers website and said it's going to be the New York Jets. And he's looking forward to seeing all the Packers players. But you've still got this thing out there that's kind of tainting the offseason. And it's this gambling drama. You know, these players that like to get after it and throw down on some bets, whether it's NFL, if Jameson Williams betting on college football, whatever the case may be. And so now you're starting to hear some speculation as to how the NFL can absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, make sure that this isn't a problem moving forward. And one of the things that they've talked about is the ability to just prevent players from flat-out period right from the get-go of being able to bet on games at all. And so the NFL is kind of exploring the idea of, hey, you know, what if we just kind of set this thing up to where if players wanted to get on these gambling websites or these gambling apps while they're on the team facility and, and at the team premises and all the other things coming, hey, what if we just do this thing where we just put this lock on and that way they can't get onto these sites at all to begin with. Seems like that would help the problem, no? Yeah, you think? This was one of the things that we threw out there initially when this story came out. If you've got the ability to child-proof your house, to make it to where you can't watch certain things... If you're a boss out there and you've got a bunch of employees that aren't being productive, you can make it to where they can't get on certain websites while they're on the clock. You can track them to make sure all those websites are blocked. You can do that. I know companies that have done it before. And this was way back in the day before I got into radio. It got to the point to where the productivity was so bad at the sales job that I was at that they went ahead and they banned sports websites, if the NCAA tournament came around, good luck trying to get a score. They made you turn off your music. Like there are things that you can do to prevent this from happening. And it feels like this is the easiest solution out there. And so now it's starting to pick up some momentum and people are thinking, God, why don't we just do that? Well, yeah, that's the point. And then if you've got a bunch of players who are still circumventing the rules and still finding ways around getting their bets in, they're just degenerate, flunky gamblers. It's really that simple. Like, if you've got somebody who may have a drinking problem, I'm not letting them run into a liquor store to buy me a pack of gum. Like, I don't want the problem anywhere near them. Like If I've got somebody, like, if I'm trying to not eat bad food, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm more likely to avoid bad food if it's not in the house. You know, you come downstairs, been doing some laundry, things like that. You know, your wife or husband goes to the store. They come back, and as you come downstairs, you're not going to have dinner for a couple hours, and all of a sudden, there's like a stack of cookies sitting on the table. Damn. Now, are you more likely to cheat... And stuff your faces with cookies. If those weren't there, probably not. So why are they even in the house? Are you more likely to sit at home and get banged up on a weeknight? On margaritas and beers and whatever else you got if it's not in the house? Probably not. So if you're the NFL and you want to make sure that you don't run into any of these issues whatsoever... Make it to where it's almost impossible for these guys to make the bet. And if they're still doing it, as I said, then you know these guys just got problems and there's bigger issues to worry about. That's the easiest solution. Cut it off right at the head. Don't give them an opportunity. Don't give them an option. And you could sit there and say, well, you should be able to trust players. I mean, if players can't be trusted, I mean, that's that's a bigger story. Fine. You could say that for a lot of things. Like, you could say, hey, we don't want our players, uh, you know, smoking weed or we don't want our players taking pain pills. We don't, okay, they don't have them in the locker room and don't allow it certain times of the year. Like, there's all sorts of threats and dangers that are out there to everybody every single day. The idea that the NFL is coming up with all the well, you know, uh, here are the rules. It's the six rules that we have set out. There's a memo going on, and uh, and and uh, don't do it at the team facility, and don't do it here. You can't be in a sports book. You can't. Been sports books have been doing this for a long ass time. I've talked about it before. If if you're sitting in a sports book, and all of a sudden you get on your phone, back in the day. They would tell you to leave the area. Lavard knows what I'm talking about. They'd say, get your ass out of the sports book. You can't be on your phone.
4: That's correct. Yeah. Because you, you might have it. an unfair advantage. You yeah. could be cheating. I hear you. That's what they're saying, I believe. Yeah. That's, Is they, that true? Well, they think you're just looking up stuff.
3: You right. Know, maybe, maybe you're texting somebody to get a line in or something like that. But just you're, you're seeing these reports now that the NFL's looking into or considering – setting up to where players can't get on certain websites to gamble while they're at the team facility that's figure that should be the e- that's the easiest solution to all this if you want somebody to avoid danger don't put them anywhere near danger
4: that's correct
3: and for some reason i don't know what it took i don't know why it took this many players getting suspended i thought you would want to do that after calvin ridley got popped but apparently the NFL goes back in time and now realizes what a good idea that is, as we've talked about on the show before.
4: Well, I mean, you've got to assume that the NFL leverages learning to to their advantage, which there's nothing wrong with that. They're okay with allowing a few few casualties of the situation to make sure that they're getting something right, I would assume. So Those those guys that you know, sacrifice their careers for some bets. I mean, now as the NFL, you have to be a proactive group in terms of how you're approaching um, putting these guys in the right, you know, proper situations to not fail because in the end, you can't just keep saying, all right, well, we're going to suspend guys or, or, you know, guys are, are losing their jobs. I mean, at some point you got to take some accountability in the workplace especially if you're benefiting from (laughs) those those said companies that these these guys have participated in so i mean it's just it's kind of a slippery slope but you know if they are able to limit the you know the access on 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 site, then yeah, you would think that that would be the simple fix.
3: Because then if you've got guys that are going around all of that and finding the loopholes or or going outside the area to use somebody's phone to, to log into their – then that person's just a degenerate gambler. Like yeah. Then they just got a problem. And then you've identified that, and now you just move on and say, okay, that person's a flunky and this isn't working and this league is not for them.
4: Just I mean, don't, don't you start to think about stuff like – If if you're if you're that if you're that into gambling, why wouldn't you just bring a different cell phone? Like, how do they know it's his cell phone? Yeah, because it's registered to him.
3: Well, and that's that's the other. Well, I guess there's there's the way that you can do it. um, And I don't know the technical aspects of it, but if you're inside the team facility, you can make it to where you can't get on certain sites. Like you could
4: well, what I'm saying is, how are they tracking back to the athletes that did it?
3: It might be your Wi-Fi that you're using. So then, if you're a player and you're still use, going outside the Wi-Fi and using your own, yeah, you know, some other network to get your bet in, sure, then that guy's got a problem.
4: <laughs> but what I'm what I'm saying is, is if you if you're using. Are they tracking it, tracing it back to the cell phone and the cell phone information? Because if that were the case, if you just used a different cell phone, right, like a burner phone or something like that, then it wouldn't be able to track back to who it is, correct?
3: Yeah, I would assume.
4: Unless, unless it's connecting to the information of the bet in the betting site.
3: Yeah, and that's why you know, Isaiah Rogers had friends that were doing the bets from Florida, But they were still able to track it down. How they were able to track it down, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. But they were still able to track him down. Okay. I I just... I wouldn't even give anybody the option. If, if you're at this team facility, you can't even get on the website, you know?
4: Yeah, I agree. Some people If, like, if you can make it that way, if you can put that type of a firewall up, I, I agree with you. Yeah,
3: it just seems like it's the easiest solution to it all. But it is two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you. We are going to have the usuals coming up later on. We're going to have another edition of in case you missed it. We've got some Would You Rather for hour two going to pop up on a Thursday, and we're also going to finish up shop with you in and you out. Albert Breer's going to stop by we'll get his thoughts on a lot of the uh, stuff going on in the nfl as we await training camp which is coming up here in just a couple of weeks from now but coming up next we now know what the demand was from one quarterback in the nfl we'll give you the details next
0: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern
3: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to talk about a really nice gesture, a kind gesture in the NFL that somehow I feel like somebody's going to ruin. So we will get into that for you here coming up in about 10 minutes from now on FSR. So uh, we now know what the original contract demand was, a request from Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. According to Dan Duggan of The Athletic, he says that uh, Daniel Jones' initial asking price was $47 million a year. Uh, they settled on $40 million a year with the ability to get out of the deal after two years. It's a four-year deal on paper, but they've got the ability to get out after two years. Because I think there was still – you know they don't want to commit fully to him because they'd still like to see some more but they felt like this was a better option than the franchise tag yet in the midst of all this stuff Lavar your guy Saquon Barkley is still sitting around going can I get my deal uh can I can I get a deal done here and so now we feel like uh with that not wrapped up as of yet and the franchise tag deadline approaching, it uh, feels like uh, the Giants are going to roll with, with uh, Daniel Jones at his $40 million a year clip. And then hopefully Saquon Barkley either gets uh, gets in and recognizes, I'll just play on the franchise tag or they can get a long-term deal done for Brian Dayball, dump truck nuts and company there in New York.
4: Hmm. I think they have a a healthy amount of pressure on them to get something done with Saquon I mean I think the type of year that he had last season you would certainly equate the success of that team to his success uh, I think there's some crazy stat about when he rushes for 100 yards you know their win their win total so I can understand the value that Saquon is looking at for himself and I also look at it from the standpoint of at this point at this moment what is your alternative like what what is your do you feel like you already have a replacement for Saquon on the team already are you going to go after Dalvin Cook I mean what what is your other recourse because I don't think you can look at this offense and say They're better off, or they can even handle not having Saquon Barkley. I don't don't see that. So I would assume they're going to try to figure out a way to get a deal done.
3: Uh, Jeff Kerr of CBSSports.com is who had this a couple of weeks ago, that the Giants 8-2 when Saquon Barkley rushed for 70-plus yards last season, 7-2 when he had 100-plus scrimmage yards, and 0-3 when he rushed for less than 50 yards. So – yeah, I think that's a clear indicator. They probably probably could use Saquon Barkley this upcoming season. Seems like
4: so. I would I would assume that they're going to they're they're going to try to figure it out. I, I really would. I, I just don't. I don't see this one ending in in a bad way. Like it may take a little bit longer than maybe it's expected or even comfortable for for Saquon or maybe even the Giants. But I think they get a deal done.
3: I think he wants to stay there too. Like the impression I get from him is that he really wants something to to work out with the Giants. And that
4: I mean, why wouldn't you?
3: Like maybe his his demands aren't as crazy as, you know, what some people might think. It's just I still can't get over the fact I thought for sure if you were to ask me to to bet through uh Jameson Williams gambling account. If you were to ask me to bet who was more likely to get a long-term deal this offseason? I would have thought it would have been Saquon Barkley. Like I Over still, Daniel Jones. 100%. Yeah. Like Daniel Jones feels like the one that franchising him would have made the most sense because you know you, you need to see a little bit more. It's, it's one year where he's been able to, to play at an at, at improved level than he had in years past. Saquon Barkley, it was just the health that was always the issue. But when he's healthy, he always performed well.
4: But is that the trepidation? Is the if, if he's healthy? I just wonder if that's playing a major part in this. But he showed that he was durable last season. And they say the the league is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. So if he lately showed them that he can make it through the season and be productive, they, I mean, they would be better served to Make a decision off of if they feel he makes them better, right? If if they, you know, I would have never thought that Minnesota would let go of of Dalvin Cook, so, and and it'll be interesting to see how they do, and what they do, and seemingly that they're going to use the the running back that they already have on roster. So, I, I just i don't I don't know that in the climate that we're in right now, you can make a sensible you know kind of guess on what's going to happen because I think these these franchises are showing that they're willing to let a player go even if that player makes their team better so i don't I think it's hard to to predict what what may happen because they may look at it and say we we love them to death it's just not worth it. So we're going to stay with the franchise tag. So you might see a holdout situation. That's, it's po- I guess, it's possible.
3: Yeah, they've got uh, July seventeenth. is a deadline for to get a deal done uh, or to, to sign the franchise tag. So uh, four p.m. Eastern time, and then after the deadline passes, players with franchise tags um, they can no longer sign long-term deals until the end of regular season. So that's where you know that that's where it feels like. We're headed towards with Saquon Barkley. You know, the clock's ticking. Hopefully they get something done. I just – I can't help – and I don't know what it is. I'm so down on the Giants coming into this season. Like, I think there's a real possibility they might finish last in that division. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because – look, a a lot of things – they got some breaks and bounces that went their way. The playoff game against Minnesota where Minnesota's defense just couldn't get a stop and, and the Giants were able to and, – and I love Brian Dayball and the fact that he revitalized Daniel Jones' career and revitalized that franchise and revitalized Saquon Barkley's career and you know him having the balls to go for it the way he did in the opening week against Tennessee. Like All of that stuff is fun. I They just strike me as one of those teams that's going to take a major step back. Hmm. Like if you were look at the betting odds according to DraftKings on them to win or them to make it to the playoffs, more money is coming in on them not making it. So they're mm-hmm. at a, they're at a minus one ninety. So the feeling is, and I'm not alone, that there is some skepticism whether or not the Giants can repeat what they did last year, and in that division. I think Philly is clearly better. I think Dallas is clearly better. And it would not surprise me if somehow Washington found themselves finishing third with the Giants fourth. And I hate saying that because I love dump truck nuts. I love <laughs> me some Brian all
4: I don't know what it is. I mean, first start off with what we've been discussing. Is if you don't have a happy Saquon Barkley on your roster, then this team is is not as good a team as it was last year i mean that's just the facts so if you start there then yes you 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 can't say you have confidence in this team coming into this season uh i don't i don't know i i i do think that dallas is is better on paper or seemingly right now Um, but i don't know what dallas is going to do I don't. I, I really need to see if Philadelphia is who they they've proven to be. Like they haven't done it for multiple seasons, so I need to see Philly exert their their dominance as that type of team. And then as for Washington, it's it's going to be interesting to see if if Eric uh, Bieniemy's offense and his play calling abilities are going to translate for the Washington Commanders. Because you don't you don't have a new a new head coach, you have the continuity and and the familiarity of how how uh, Ron Rivera runs the team, and so you'll you'll have a better I guess understanding of you know a, or better chance to have good offense with the enemy. So I I just don't I think there's question marks with all these teams, and f- for that I mean you should look at the Giants as having a chance within their division but not without Saquon Barkley I I don't believe
3: yeah I would agree it's two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington Jonas Knox with you coming up 15 minutes from now we are going to have another edition of in case you missed it and in that we're going to tell you why this show was ahead of it ahead of this story ahead of it all we were on to something and we've got the details on that for you again 15 minutes from now so your guy Sean Clifford The man who uh, played at Penn State, LeVar Arrington, all the way up until age 55. Uh, And he uh, is now a member of the Green Bay Packers. And he's got Aaron Rodgers' locker. And there's been a lot of conversation about him having Aaron Rodgers' locker in Green Bay. And they didn't wait very long at all. It's like the Rams held... OBJ's jersey up in a locker well past the time that it was clear he wasn't joining him mm-hmm. yet the body wasn't even cold from Rodgers leaving the Packers and they couldn't get rid of that lo- that locker fast enough and give it to Sean <laughs> Clifford so that was given to Sean Clifford this offseason and apparently Aaron Rodgers you know out of the kindness of his heart uh good good gesture on behalf of Rodgers Sent Sean Clifford an autographed number 12 jersey from his time with the Green Bay Packers (laughs) and wrote on the back of it, uh, quote, Sean, welcome to Green Bay. Enjoy that great city and my locker, and then sign the jersey to send to Sean Clifford. You know, just a kind gesture that I feel like somebody somewhere is going to read too much into and assume that it was Rogers being passive aggressive or taking some sort of a dig at the Packers and Sean Clifford.
4: I mean, that is, isn't it? You think so? I just it, can, it-, it could easily be it could easily be interpreted that way.
3: I thought it was just him being being kind, just a nice gesture. I mean,
4: I mean, why wouldn't you send him a jersey and do all of those well wishes without him being in the locker? Why did it take him being in the locker for him to send that?
3: I think maybe he wanted to make him feel comfortable about having the locker because there was a lot of speculation about it. You know, like oh yeah, man. I think
4: that's passive aggressive. You think that's passive aggressive? Yes. Why ten dollars? That'll be ten dollars for Aaron uh, Rodgers.
3: Okay, so Rodgers owes us ten dollars. Thank yeah. God, I thought I was going to get a tax for that. But nope. I, I, I just I look at it and I go, he's just he's being a nice guy. He sent Sean Clifford a, a jersey. What's, I
4: mean, what's the what's the purpose of sending the jersey? Sign, saying that and enjoy my locker. You know, once that's the- like that's like, oh, you met my ex girlfriend, my ex wife, my whatever, <laughs> and. Yeah, that like that's 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 you know. You imagine that. I, I I appreciate you being there, you know, and I hope you enjoyed you know my ex.
3: You imagine that like signing. You
4: don't need you don't need to to offer that
3: signing your wedding ring and sending it over to him, being like, hey, uh, have fun, take it out for a spin on me, you know.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> Here's fifty bucks, <laughs> and, and that's the equivalent. To be honest, to me, that's the equivalent. There's no reason to to do that. You just didn't. You didn't need to. You didn't need to do it, so I, I take that as a passive-aggressive move on on Aaron Rodgers' part.
3: Yeah, I just think I think Rodgers. I, you know, the the idea that he's out, you know, trying to you know make this sort of a a gesture, and then immediately it blows up in his face, and now we're claiming that he's being passive-aggressive. The guy can't win. I mean, God forbid, he crawls underground. You know, hangs out with earthworms and mm-hmm. gophers and mm-hmm. then comes out, decides he wants to play. The organization has already moved on. They didn't want anything to do with him. They waited for the one non-MVP season to kind of move on without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's turned over a new leaf. He's Mr. Positivity with the Jets. He's going mm-hmm. to, uh, to Knicks games. He's going mm-hmm. to Rangers games. He's taking mm-hmm. all these rookies under his wing and just kind of embracing the idea of playing for a new franchise. He's been nothing but kind to the people mm-hmm. of Green Bay, the local businesses the fan Mm -hmm. base everybody there and then send sean clifford a jersey that's going to be worth a fortune someday and now we're accusing him of being passive aggressive about it the guy can't win it's not fair
4: i mean you make a good case for him but uh, i still think that the jury comes in with a guilty verdict
3: do you think that's it, passive aggressive? Do you think it would have been better if he had autographed a COVID mask and sent it to him? That would have really made the whole thing, the whole presentation, something. You know, just autograph <laughs> a nice little COVID test and just send it over to him, or a COVID mask. One of those two, maybe that would have been fun. Or maybe he's got a couple of, uh, you know, 8x12s of Olivia Munn uh, lying around somewhere. Maybe he could autograph one of those. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, there's a lot of stuff that he could have given him that would have, you know, made people think uh, odd things and feel like he's a bad guy, and instead he autographed a jersey. That thing's going to be worth at least a half million
4: dollars. (laughs) You think? I don't know about that. Uh, But I will say... It's it's a, it's it's a passive aggressive move, like it just is. I don't I don't think there's any way around that. Like you, if you felt that way about him, you should have sent him a jersey before you knew about him being in your locker. You know about him getting your locker, and now you want to send a jersey and say, "Oh, enjoy my locker." That that's just that's. That's passive-aggressive.
3: But if we use the analogy of, you know, dating your ex, yes. you know, maybe he just wants to make sure there's no awkward tension here. Like, hey, it's all good. I've moved on to better things. Like, move on like to better things.
4: you have a baby mama. You know what I mean? Like like I have to see you. So, you know what I mean? Like that. that's not the case here. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to see what's going on in that locker room. He's moved on. So if there's no reason to, to like if you moved on, there's no reason for you to even like do that. That's a swipe. I mean You've moved on. Like you guys have moved on from one another. What are like you're not handling affairs for Green Bay anymore? You didn't have to send a welcoming uh Aaron Rodgers jersey to, to, to the new quarterback that has your locker now.
3: Okay, what if you sent an autograph number eleven to pick anybody who wore number 11 after you at Penn State
4: I mean but what are the circumstances they have your old locker I mean we've created a tradition so of course I could send a a a signed jersey or something saying enjoy my locker and enjoy rocking them sticks like of course because it's a it's a rite of passage I don't play anymore I'm not an active player Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is an active player. It's well-documented that he's had disagreements with the front office, and he took a slight. Like, that was a slight.
3: You know what? Uh, the the move for the Packers, we really want to turn this up a notch. The move for the Packers is Brian Gutekunst pulling Sean Clifford aside and saying, hey, man, um Crazy circumstances here, but the number twelve is actually opened up. What do you think? <laughs> and Sean Clifford should accept, and then we see how this thing all plays out. Because Rogers won't be able to keep his mouth shut if that's the case. He will figure out a way to take a dig
4: I at agree. Brian Gutekunst in the organization. He's going to figure out how to take digs anyway. Yeah,
3: so <laughs> he's he's very very good at it. Uh, yeah. So there's the uh, there's the update on uh, Aaron Rodgers and the remnants of Aaron Rodgers still in Green Bay with the Packers. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports. Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox with you, and you can listen to us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next here, we were talking about something on the show recently that apparently an entire franchise heard and is going to make a move in response to it. We'll tell you what that is next.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oreillyauto.com/2pros. That's oreillyauto.com/2pros.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new
3: podcast
1: from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris that you won't want to miss.
3: two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. He's Lavar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. We could have ourselves a potential landing spot for one of the bigger names on the open market in the world of sports. So we'll get into that for you again coming up a little over 10 minutes from now. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, though, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you. In case
3: you Missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee. Good
6: morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Jonas. Good morning, Good morning LeVar. Good Guys, morning. in case you missed it, yesterday we were talking about how cool it would be to see. The There it is. If you could see the Titans through, uh, playing in those throwback Houston Oilers jerseys, which, by the way, they have played uh, in before back in 2009. They rocked them for a couple games during the AFL's 50th anniversary season. They played against the Bills, and then they got rocked by the Patriots. I think 59-0 to in those throwback jerseys. But again, there are reports that they could be rocking it up to two to three games this upcoming season.
3: Some Houston Oilers throwbacks. I Hmm. mean, we we were talking yesterday about the greatness of the Oilers from the early 90s. And then, you know, why Houston didn't just keep the Oilers name. Apparently there was some, you know, somebody had the rights to it or they were going to change it to begin. with. whatever the case is. But Tennessee's uh, the they were the original Houston Oilers that went to Tennessee became the Titans. How does one team go from maybe the best uniform in the NFL to maybe the worst? Cuz the Titans are awful. <laughs> It's a brutal looking jury. It's never been good. I'm not trying to piss people off <laughs> listing on the zone in
4: Nashville. That's cold blooded. It
3: it it's like uh, cold It's like a different. It's like a bluer shade of vomit. And I don't. Mm. And they they roll that out when you had the the Oilers. One of the great color schemes the NFL's ever seen. And for some reason, the Titan just went in a different direction.
6: By the way, Jonas, to uh, agree with you there, the famous ChatGPT was recently asked to rank the NFL uniforms. Tennessee Titans came in number thirty-two.
3: Of course, they're wow. terrible.
4: Wow, like, I, the worst.
3: Who was? Uh, who else is on that list? Let's. What well,
4: else is on that? The chat? Detroit Lions have to be on that list. Really? <laughs> That's them. Some ugly uniforms. <laughs>
6: I don't see where the lines are ranked, but to the bottom five are the Commanders, the Jets, the Browns, the Jaguars, and then finally the Titans. The top five are the Packers, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Niners,
4: and the Bears. So the classics. Yeah, I, I, what's the number one? Pack, I, I, Green Bay. Yeah, I don't know. I, you like their uniforms?
6: Well, I do. I'm a Packers fan.
3: Eh. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of teams who have that G on their helmet, whether it's Grambling and Georgia and the Packers. And I mean, Gorman,
4: Bishop Gorman yeah, in the high school. Oh, that's
3: right. Yeah, and uh, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, the powerhouse there. Uh, I just – I think those are all the classics. The Browns don't really have a choice. They just – they're kind of – That's painted, just the ugly-ass yeah, uniform. <laughs> they're just kind of painted <laughs> like, themselves with in a it. corner. Yeah. They're just kind of screwed. And then who else is on the bottom five? Uh, well, Commanders,
6: yes. Jets – Jets, I agree, is pretty bad. Browns, Jaguars, then Titans.
3: If the Jets would have... I think
4: the Jaguars unis are dope.
3: Yeah, they're not bad. They've rolled it. Like, those all-whites with the black helmets are pretty sweet. And if the Jets rolled... If they were to bring back that one from the 90s, like the Ken O'Brien Jets jerseys, those are awesome. But, like, you know, same with the Giants. Those vintage 80s, 90s jerseys, those are awesome. But the new Hmm. one's not a big fan of. Hmm. But all the classics, though, Steelers, Niners, Cowboys.
4: Steelers uniforms are super fly. Yeah. Always have it. Just straight to the point. It's a super dope uniform, man. Straight to the point.
3: Uh, What else we got, Lee? In case you
6: missed this, a 10k runner took the wrong turn before the finish line that. and missed out on a $10,000 first place prize. So sad. Ended up finishing third because she uh, followed the motorcycle, the, was, yeah, yeah, the, motorcycle the motorcycle that was, yeah, the motorcycle that was following bike. her on the finish, and then the motorcycle turned right at the finish line, and she turned with she, it. She turned with it and oh. uh, yeah. ended up losing. Baby. And That cost her $7,000. She finished in third place.
3: Yeah, tough balls. Stop being a follower, be a leader for once in your life, and that wouldn't. Happen. I
4: mean, she was leading the race.
3: Yeah, she was the reigning champ too. Yeah, that's fine but how's that trophy looking now
4: i wouldn't even want to win like I, i'd be looking at it like man i came in first and second because she followed that bike <laughs> Wait, i wouldn't oh, even feel right really no i wouldn't even feel right so it, it's kind of like the because so i knew my best wasn't wasn't better than hers so it, it was just it was like a honest mistake
3: it's like when the Tour de France, they realized that Lance Armstrong wasn't the only guy that pissed hot that was on the gas. So they went <laughs> they went back and found the first guy that was clean and he was like number 19 in the race. Like So they called him up and said, hey, congratulations, you are our Tour de France winner yeah. from last year. There you go. Yeah, I, would, I don't know how I would feel about it now that I think about it. Because <laughs> cause it's not like I actually outperformed her. I just, I didn't make a critical mistake following the wrong motorcycle at the end of her. which race was like, kind
4: of like an honest mistake she was literally behind if you saw the video of it she was literally behind that bike and then that bike kind of veered off and she veered off right with it now I don't know how she didn't see the finish line versus the you know whatever she saw turning where the bike turned but it was kind of jacked up the, the, the bike cop behind like because there was one in front of her and one behind her you could tell he clearly he he was hurting for it like you could tell it like he kind of like what are you doing with, like why are you turning off <laughs>
6: like <laughs> the whole crowd just goes you oh, big man. dummy
3: <laughs> how
4: you gonna be winning that race the whole entire time and at the end do that like that's that's gotta be one disheartening feeling
3: oh man what else we got, Lee? Guys, have you uh, have you seen
6: this? The new sphere in Vegas. How cool is this? It's awesome. We talked about it when we were there last time. Like, what's this gonna look like? It looks so cool. It's gonna be uh, designed so that you could like advertise certain stuff. Obviously, Summer League coming up. It looks like a big basketball. I mean, this thing is awesome. Did
3: you see it when you're out there, Lavar? I don't know. Where, I mean, is it behind it the wind?
6: It's the MSG Sphere. Yeah, it's it's kind of near the link. Near you can see it pretty much from everywhere.
3: Um, it's. I yeah,
0: mean, I it know. looks
3: like an alien. Like, it's really odd. Hmm. There's got to be something going on there. But hmm. Always cool with the aliens.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.